Welcome again to the Ford Financial Group FFG Financial Insights Podcast. My name is Brian Ullman. I'm a certified financial planner and financial advisor here at Ford Financial Group. And today we're talking again about Social Security. It's been a topic that lots of our clients have really liked to hear about. And and so we're going to stick with what interests our listeners here, I think, and uh, talk a little bit about Social Security and really focus on six key items relating to Social Security that uh, you need to avoid to keep from shooting yourself in the foot when you're relying on Social Security down the road. So these are potholes that can cost you money ultimately. So, But let's back up first and talk about kind of the beginnings of Social Security here. Um, So take a moment and guess, if you will, when you think the first Social monthly Social Security check was issued. Do you have an idea, maybe? Well, if you guessed January 31st, 1940, you would be right. Because on January 31st, 1940, the first monthly Social Security check was issued to a woman, to a woman named Ida May Fuller in Ludlow, Vermont. She received uh, $22.54, according to the Social Security Administration. She was 65 years old at the time. Uh, well, Ida May lived to the ripe old age of 100 years old, which is remarkable. Uh, now, she worked for three years under the Social Security program, so she paid in a total of $24.75 in payroll taxes and ultimately collected nearly $23,000 in Social Security benefits. So um, now you and I will never realize the kinds of benefits um, that Ida May did, certainly. But it's true that today nearly 70 million people receive some sort of assistance from Social Security. And so that means it, Social Security is a tremendous uh, element when it comes to, to your retirement and living in retirement um, because it supplements other sources of income that you may have. And so when we're talking about retirement planning, what we're talking about really is cash flow planning, Right. We're talking about income sources, whether it's from Social Security, pensions, or rental income, something like that, paired against your expenses. So if you have $2,000 a month coming in and $2,000 a month going out, and both of them are increasing with inflation at the same rate, you're in pretty good shape. Uh, If your expenses are higher than your income, well, then you need to save some extra to supplement that. So um, Social Security being the chief source of retirement income, it's a really important factor when we're looking at retiring and retirement plans. So let's talk about these six financial potholes that you can find yourself in when it comes to Social Security. The first is collecting benefits too soon. We've covered this before, but it's really important, so I'm going to cover it again. Uh, You can begin receiving your retirement benefits at age 62. You probably already know this, and you probably already know that you receive it at a reduced rate, but uh, your monthly benefit is reduced almost permanently. So if not almost permanent, it's reduced permanently. So if you were born in 1960 or later, your full retirement age is 67. At age 62, your monthly benefit amount is going to be reduced by 30% of what you would have received if you'd waited until your full retirement age, which is which would be 67. Um, the reduction for benefits starting at 63 is about 25%, 64 is about 20%, 65 is about 13%. And if you wait and just take it a, little, a year early at 66, it's about a 6.7% reduction, permanent reduction we're talking here. So in, in, in casual conversations with clients, it's common for us to hear the question, when's the right time for me to begin receiving benefits? 
And we usually have to respond with a less than definitive kind of it depends type of answer because there are a bunch of variables, both objective and subjective that we have to factor in. But if you have questions about when you should be withdrawing, so when you should be drawing on your social security benefits, let's talk because it's important that we get this one right. Uh, we want to tailor our recommendations to what your situation happens to be. And because social security is such an important element here, it's critical that we get it right. So uh, let's talk if you're thinking about taking benefits too soon. So with that in mind, let's move on to number two. The second pothole that you can find yourself in is that you collect prior to your full retirement age while you're still working. So if you're under full retirement age, um, for many people listening, it's going to be 66 or 67. So if you're under full retirement age, for the entire year, Social Security deducts a dollar from your benefit payments for e for every $2 that you earn above the annual limit. Uh, in 2019, that limit is $17,640. So if you're still working and you're making more than that, Social Security is going to deduct a dollar from your benefit payments for every $2 you earn above that limit. That hurts. Um, in the year that you reach full retirement age, Social Security is going to deduct a dollar in benefits for every $3 you earn above the higher limit. And the, the 2019 income limit for that year is 46920 so almost $47,000. Um, and only earnings before the month you, re month you reach your full retirement age are counted. So it's a, there's a little bit of relief when you're drawing in the year, when you're drawing benefits in your full retirement age year that you're still working. But in many cases here, as you can kind of tell by this description, the price of collecting Social Security while working and under full retirement age can prove to be pretty costly. So again, if you're considering doing that, give us a call. Let's walk through your options here. Okay, let's move on to number three. And one of the number, the number three pitfall here that we have is that you may be unaware that your Social Security may be taxed. Social Security benefits can be taxed. IRA and 401k contributions can be deducted from your income. However, Social Security taxes paid by you, the employee, are not deductible. So that doesn't necessarily translate into tax-free Social Security income. If you file a, a federal tax return as an individual and your combined income, excluding Social Security, runs between twenty-five dollars and $34,000, you may have to pay income tax on up to 50% of your benefits. And if you earn more than $34,000, 85% of your benefits may be taxable. Now, those limits are different if you file a joint return. If you're married filing jointly, the threshold goes up to $32,000 and $44,000 respectively. But keep in mind that your Social Security benefits can be taxed, and that's something that you're going to need to factor in as you're considering retirement and relying on your Social Security income for retirement. So let's move on to number four. I know the tax stuff can be difficult. So if you have questions about us, let us know about the tax stuff, let us know. Uh, but number four is that you need, one of the pitfalls is you decide to defer the spousal benefit. So this is, spousal benefits are always a really important part for married couples because we want to get the timing of things right. The longer you wait to take social security, the greater the monthly benefit you receive up to age 70. So why not employ the same strategy for your spouse if the money isn't a primary issue, right? Both of you can wait until age 70 until age 70 and maximize things. But sometimes that's not always the, the wise choice here. Um, the most your spouse can receive is 50% of the monthly benefit 
of the primary amount that you're entitled to receive at full retirement age. So let me kind of say that in plainer terms. Your husband or wife can only receive 50% of your monthly benefits of your of your primary um, of the primary account that you're going to be using. So if your spouse waits past his or her full retirement age, you're just leaving money with the government. It's better to go ahead and kick those benefits in because they're not going to be growing after full retirement age. So don't if you're if one spouse is taking their benefit and the other is taking their spousal share, go ahead and kick that spousal share in at full retirement age instead of waiting to age 70 because there's no additional benefit to waiting longer for that. So keep that in mind as well. Let's go on to number five here um, and talk about divorce and remarriage. Um, it Remarriage and benefits can be complicated. Um, in fact, we're going to do a separate podcast specifically for um, divorced spouses, but um, let's talk about this for a second. You, you might already be aware that divorced spouses are eligible for benefits tied to their former marriage and their former spouse. Um, so there are four items here that are that really are the criteria that measures this. You have to have been married for at least 10 straight years. You need to be at least 62 years old. Your ex-spouse needs to be eligible for retirement benefits, so worked enough quarters to, to qualify. And you need to be currently unmarried. So that those are the those are the key factors here. Now, where is where is the pothole that you can find yourself in? Well, if you remarry, you lose the rights to your former spouse's benefits um, unless your new marriage ends, whether it's death or divorce. Um, The key here is you need to be unmarried. So if you remarry, um, you're going to miss out. You will lose the availability of your former spouse's social security benefits for you to draw from. Now, you will be remarried. So... um, you know, you will have a new spouse that may influence w- what your social security draw is going to be like, but you will end your eligibility from benefits on your former spouse. So before, you know, marriage is about the heart, not about the pocketbook. But if you're considering something like this, let's take a look at the social security benefits aspect of it as well, because it's an important thing. So let's move on now. We're going to finish this off with number six. How many years have you worked? This is something important to kind of factor in here uh, in the last pothole that we're going to kind of go over. Most of us understand one simple concept here. The longer we wait to take Social Security up to age 70, the higher benefit that you receive. The spousal benefits, the exception, right? We covered that in number four. Um, but we And we also understand that higher wage earners can expect to receive a higher benefit. You paid more into Social Security. And so you're expecting more out of it. But did you realize that your monthly benefits also based on your highest 35 years of earnings? I've gone over this number of times with clients that it, Social Security counts your highest 35 years of earnings. So what if you haven't worked for 35 years? Social Security is going to average in zero for those years that you didn't work, which reduces your benefit. So if you have at least 35 years, but some of those years are, are low earning years, like a paper route, let's say. They're going to be averaged in and counted for this. So creating a lower benefit, uh, the, they create a lower benefit versus some continued employment at higher wages. So are you still working in your 50s and 60s? Great. The, the after-school jobs or paper routes that you had in high school or in years where your income was kind of low are going to be removed from the benefit calculation once you've exceeded those 35 years. 
So when I was in high school and even in college for a bit, I was making sandwiches at Subway. So if I work long enough, those minimum wage jobs making sandwiches uh, and and slinging sandwiches out the door are going to fall off of my earnings record. And so what will happen is in that 36th year, if if it's a high earning year, you're going to drop off that that lowest year that's being factored in. So not only are you adding to the total tally, but you're dropping off the lowest earning year, uh, and that can help increase those social security benefits. Um, so when we're, when we're factoring in pensions and retirement savings, those extra dollars may not amount to much, but it's something that you need to be aware of. Um, for some folks, social security seems simple. For others, it probably feels as if you're entering some sort of complicated financial maze. We certainly don't want you to feel that way. So if you have questions about Social Security, you're not sure how to proceed, if you need a Social Security analysis done for you, we can do that. Uh, In fact, if we just have your Social Security statement, or in the case of couples, if we have both Social Security statements, we can run a pretty quick analysis and figure out for you what the collection strategy should be. It's not always waiting till 70, or uh, it's certainly, you can kind of see the damage that may be done to your financial picture if you're drawing at age 62, which is the first kind of uh, first item that we covered by collecting benefits too soon. So um, social security is too important to just wing it. You, you need to do a little bit of an, at minimum, just some analysis to make sure that you are making the right decisions so you are not permanently shooting yourself in the foot on this critically important element of being able to retire. If you do this wrong, it can even last, it can even just add up to needing to return to work or work longer. Um, so social security is, is too important to your future to just kind of wing. So... Thanks for listening. Uh, if you have questions about the Social Security, you'd like a Social Security analysis done by us, give us a call. Our phone number here, our local number is 559-449-8690. You can email us at info at fordfg.com, or you can find us on the internet at www.fordfg.com. My name again is Brian Ullman. I appreciate you listening. Uh, We'll be back next week with another topic uh, to kind of answer all of your financial questions. Now it's time for some disclosures. The advisors with Ford Financial Group are registered representatives with and securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA and SIPC. Investment advice is offered through Ford Financial Group, a registered investment advisor and a separate entity from LPL. The opinions voiced in this material are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. All performance referenced is historical and is no guarantee of future results. All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. Stock investing involves risk, including loss of principal. No strategy assures success or protects against loss. The economic forecasts set forth in this podcast may not develop as predicted. Ford Financial Group and LPL Financial do not provide tax or legal advice or services. This information is not intended as a solicitation or an offer to buy or sell any security referred to herein.